Today is Thursday, February 29th, Leap Year, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is sponsored by Amazon Publishing. Don't miss Blaze, a fierce new collection of short stories about unstoppable women igniting change and breaking through barriers throughout the decade. Celebrate Women's History Month with these inspiring tales from New York Times bestselling historical fiction authors. Read and listen to all seven short stories free with Prime and Kindle Unlimited. Mitch McConnell announced yesterday that he will be stepping down as the Senate Republican leader this coming November. Just a week after his 82nd birthday, our nation's longest serving Senate leader in history said that although he is stepping down from leadership, he plans to serve the remainder of his term, about two more years, but will not run for re-election for his seat. Too bad, so sad. In other news out of Congress, all four House and Senate leaders said yesterday that they have agreed to another very short-term stopgap bill to prevent a government shutdown from going into effect on Friday, aka tomorrow. The measure was actually floated by House Speaker Mike Johnson, who proposed extending funding for some government agencies by one more week and others for two more weeks. Don't want to make them feel rushed or anything. All four leaders said that they had already agreed on six out of the 12 annual spending bills that will comprise the federal budget, and those six will be voted on by the end of next week. So that means only six more bills to resolve in the next three weeks. Otherwise, stay tuned for their next proposal, which will be to move $20 from savings to checking so that they can get cash out of the ATM. Next, we have a quick update on the Michigan primary results. The winners haven't changed, but the percentage of vote share did by a few points in both races. Now that nearly all the votes have been tallied, on the Democratic side, President Biden came out with 81.1% of the votes, taking share away from the uncommitted campaign, which only netted out to 13.3% of votes, whereas yesterday we reported around 16%. On the Republican side, Donald Trump is still the winner, also with about 3% more of the vote share than was reported yesterday, totaling 68.2% to Nikki Haley's 26.6%. Still getting graded a D from his very own cult. More on the election beat. The Supreme Court said yesterday that they will hear Donald Trump's appeal of the D.C. District Court's ruling that he does not have immunity from criminal prosecution in his January 6th election interference trial as a result of his former role as president. Oral arguments have now been set for the week of April 22nd, which creates even more of a delay for when the actual trial, which was originally set to start on March 4th, can finally begin. Till then, it will be on hold. Meanwhile, a circuit court judge in Illinois ruled yesterday that Donald is not even eligible to be on the state's primary ballot on the grounds of the 14th Amendment's Insurrection Clause, which disqualifies anyone who's engaged in or supported an insurrection from holding federal office. This makes Illinois the third state to issue such a ruling, barring Trump from their state's ballot because of his insurrection activities. But the judge has already put his own order on pause in anticipation of an appeal. The Illinois primary is right around the corner on March 19th so those logistics will be someone's problem. In another of Donald's court cases yesterday, a New York state appeals judge denied his request to delay his payment of his $450 million penalty in his civil fraud trial and instead post a $100 million bond, which he had asked to do. His attorneys argued that if he's forced to pay the full penalty amount right now, then he would likely need to sell his properties to raise capital, which is kind of the point, no? But that there would be no way to recover his sold property if his court appeal of the decision is eventually successful. 
He now has less than 30 days to post a bond for the judgment before the Attorney General's office can start seizing his property directly. In a supermarket sweep-esque fashion, I imagine. For our final story today, Wendy's wants to clarify that they will actually not be implementing surge pricing. Thank you very much. The company released a statement explaining that its new AI menus that will change prices throughout the day are not meant to raise prices, but to change menu offerings at different times of day to offer discounts and values at slower times of day. They specified that this is not a change in the plan, but essentially it was a miscommunication. This is a way better announcement than yesterday's. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. And thanks again to our sponsor, Amazon Publishing. Be sure to read and listen to all seven short stories in their Blaze collection, free with Prime and Kindle Unlimited. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.